greetings in Jesus precious name. Welcome to our Wednesday night service. I hope that you're ready to receive from the Lord. We are here because we want the heart of God to be imprinted into our hearts. We want a fresh impartation of the things that God is carrying in his heart. We are not here to just hear a sermon or just to attend another Bible study because mere knowledge will only puff us up. What we need is not just information, what we need is a revelation that the Spirit wants to give to his church. He who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit is speaking to the churches, what the Spirit is revealing to the bride. In this season, we have to be more and more attentive to what God is telling us to do, to the instructions that he is giving us, to the revelations that is being birthed in our lives. See, the more that we yield ourselves to God, the more we will see him bearing fruit, the more we will see victories, solutions, answers, breakthroughs coming and manifesting in every area of our lives. And I thank God for all of you who've been receiving great things from the Lord. And I also thank God for all of you who've been writing to us and letting us know of your testimonies, of what God is speaking to you, of what God is doing in your home, in your church, in your ministry. We enjoy reading your emails or your direct messages or even your comments here on the YouTube stream. Whenever you share a testimony, you're not just talking about what God did in your life. You're also now prophesying into someone else's life. Your testimony helps to grow someone else's faith and their expectancy to receive from the Lord. So don't ever hesitate from testifying of what God is speaking and doing through you. I thank God for all of you who have been diligently writing down the instructions and obeying them week after week. I loved the word that dad brought to us last Sunday. It may look like a simple verse on the first time when you read it, but you understand that this is such a profound revelation and at the same time it had so many practical applications. One thing that really spoke to me is how dad uh, taught us to cry in the presence of God, to let our emotions be uh, exposed and expressed when we are at his feet, when we cry, when we let our tears let loose without thinking of who is watching us and who will be offended by this or who would be uncomfortable about my expression. We can just pour out our emotions in his presence. You know, there was a warning there if you noticed and paid close attention to. We shouldn't wait till there is a tragedy or till there is a death or a disaster so that we can cry. We shouldn't wait for trouble to come so that we can seek God. No, this is a season when we seek God, when we go after Him, even when everything is alright. When we cry, even when things are perfectly fine in our lives. And when we let those masks off and when we are willing to let the Lord minister to our emotions, you know, healings will come in every aspect of our life. And there's so much more that that taught us. And I hope that you are 
taking time to revisit that word and revisit that teaching and meditate upon it during the week because the more you meditate on it the more you will be able to apply it into our everyday life and uh, you know going forward i do believe that our uh, app is right on the brink of release and as soon as it is released all the teachings will be available there so that you can revisit them through the week and to meditate on it and to uh, even share it with your friends so start praying for it start working towards it the lord is about to do great things in the days ahead i'm also excited about the possibility of how um, there is going to be physical gatherings in emmanuel again uh, i i think it is from the 13th of june uh, you will need to register online if you're in montreal and if you want to be part of the physical gathering you'll need to register online on emmanuelmtl.com/register and uh, i can't wait to be part of those services you know through the live streams from here in bangalore and i thank god for all of our churches wherever you are streamed in from and however the lord is using these uh, videos these teachings these encounters with god to even overflow into your churches and your cities i thank god for all of you it is such a joy to be part of this global family and to receive and hear and to be submitted to a vision that is raising jesus lovers all over the world see if you've been following this ministry for a while you know that that's our heartbeat that's the heartbeat of our father and almost every leader in this ministry that we want to raise up jesus lovers and i hope and i pray that you are one of them i pray that i'll be the one that will also practice what i preach and and i will pursue that same attitude of loving jesus because when we love jesus everything else becomes possible everything else becomes an overflow of our love for Jesus our love for the Lord today let me take you uh, to the book of Matthew chapter 13 verse 24 onwards this is a parable that we've read before and we've definitely have some understanding on this but we'll read it again and let's hear what the Lord is speaking this is a story here is another story Jesus told them The kingdom of heaven is like a farmer who planted good seed in his field. But that night, as the workers slept, an enemy came and planted weeds among the wheat, and then they slipped away. When the crop began to grow and produce grain, the weeds also grew. The farmer's workers went to him and said, "Sir, the field where you planted that good seed is now full of weeds where did they come from an enemy has done this the farmer exclaimed so should we pull out all the weeds they asked no he replied you will in fact uproot the wheat if you do so let the both of them grow together until the harvest then i will tell you then i will tell the harvesters to sort out the weeds tie them into bundles and burn them and to put the wheat in the barn this is such an amazing description of the end of the world 
See, if you read verses 37 to 43, we will read the interpretation that Jesus gave to this parable. He calls the time of harvest as the end of the world. And he calls the harvesters angels. Then he says that uh, the wheat, it represents the people of the kingdom of heaven. The weed, it represents the people who belong to the evil one. And then he says that the wheat and the weed, they need to learn how to coexist till the end of the world, till the time of the harvest. You know, when the farmer's servants, when they came to the farmer and asked him, can we just pull out all the weeds? The farmer said, no, don't do that. If you do that, you're in fact going to harm the ecosystem and it is going to hurt the wheat. It is going to hurt the good crop. So don't pull out the weeds right now. Let the time of harvest come and then we will pull out both of them. And then first, of course, we'll pull out the weeds and we'll burn it. So Jesus said it like this. He said, I will send my angels and I am going to pull out all the unrighteous people and all the workers of wickedness all around the world and I'm going to throw them into the fiery furnace and then I will rule with the righteous people. The righteous, they will shine brightly in their father's kingdom here on the earth. Now, what is Jesus trying to teach us here? He's saying that not every weed that is planted by the enemy can be plucked out before the end of the world. We have to allow certain weeds around us to prosper. You know, it can be so confusing for a child of God to look at the wickedness that surrounds us, to look at the evil things that surround us, and to say, where is God working today? What is God doing today? That was the same question the farmer's servants had. They came and they said, the field it looks like it's full of weeds. Now, it's very normal for you to open your news channels and to look at the world around you and read about whatever is happening around you and say, wow, my city is full of weeds. My nation is full of weeds. There's so much of deception. There's so much of wickedness. There is so much of uh, adultery and immorality and lust and all kinds of greed and idol worship all over my city or my nation. It is very normal for us to see weeds. Now this is where Jesus tells us, don't worry. There's going to come a day of harvest. The end of the world is right around the corner. And when the end comes, the weeds will be the first ones to be taken out. See, all through my life, I thought that when the end of the world would come, the children of God will be taken away from here and the weeds will be, you know, here on the earth and they will continue here on the earth. But Jesus taught us the other way around. He said, no, the, the weeds will be the first one to be taken out. The weeds will be thrown into the fiery furnace and then we will rule with our father and we will shine brightly in his kingdom. That is how it's going to be. Now, the point of telling you this story is that we have to learn how to coexist with the weeds in this season. So there are going to be weeds, there are going to be people, there are going to be systemic practices of uh, things that belong to this world, things that belong to the evil one, 
that we cannot uproot till the end of the world you know we can definitely resist the work of the enemy we can pray against it we can fight in our prayers and we can uh, wage spiritual warfare but none of them will be able to uproot the work of the enemy till the end of the world we have to learn how to coexist with what the weeds are in our neighborhood or our city or our nation we cannot always pray and hope that everything will become normal and everything will become perfect but what we can do is preach the gospel what we can do is live our lives in such a way that we are a headache to the enemy see the best thing that irritates the enemy is not the fact that you are waging a spiritual warfare you know i'm not saying that spiritual warfare is not powerful it is powerful but what irritates the enemy even more is your lifestyle is the way that you conduct your business the way that you do relationships the way that you talk the way that you shine the glory of god in your life the way that you pursue purity the way that you want to walk in holiness that is a big irritant to the enemy and when we desire to live lives that are pure and holy and and that represents jesus here on the earth you know the mandate on our lives is not just to uh, make a lot of christians no the mandate upon our lives is to represent jesus here jesus told us this in in the book of john he said as the father has sent me so i am sending you into the world and and john reiterated it in the in the epistle of first john he said we are here on the earth just like jesus was here on the earth so are we here in the same way that jesus lived here on the earth as the light of the world you and i we are supposed to live as the light of the world here on the earth my hope and my prayer is that everything that we do in this season will be a headache will be a irritant will will be a cause for the enemy to be frightened and to run away from our community of course we cannot totally uproot his presence from everywhere and yet we can live in such a way that it will resist the work of the enemy that we it will withhold it will limit the work of the enemy in the places where we live and in the communities where we minister you know let me take you to the book of revelation chapter 22 and verse 14 jesus he is continuing to conclude the revelation that he gave to apostle john in revelation chapter 22 and in verse 14 he says blessed are those who wash their robes who wash their robes he is not saying blessed are those who have god wash their robes he is saying blessed are those who wash their own robes see when we come to jesus for the very first time and when we receive him as the lord and the savior of our life jesus comes in and washes our robes for us jesus comes in and transforms us completely inside and outside but here the blessing is not for those 
for whom Jesus washed their robes. The blessing is for those who wash their own robes. So there is this encouragement that is being released on today's stream that that may there be genuine lovers of Jesus that will rise up in this season who are committed to washing their own robes who are committed to living a living in a way to living a lifestyle that is going to represent the purity the character of Jesus now it it is hard work if you if you know if you know how to wash your clothes if you know how much effort it takes to wash your clothes you know that it is hard work especially if there is a stain which is deep you have to do that repeatedly over and over again there is a process there are things that you need to keep soaked in water for a really long time for that stain to lose the grip over the clothes and sometimes you may wonder why is it taking so long why can't i just be a brand new person all of a sudden overnight you know the 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 word of god is very clear we need to renew our minds daily we have to constantly die to ourselves we have to constantly crucify ourselves back to the cross so that the the image the personality of christ can be revealed through us see in this season the lord is encouraging us the lord is giving us an instruction to wash our robes how does that translate to you in your circumstances in your life in your dealings in your relationships in your conversations in the things that goes on in your heart how does that translate to you how can you wash your robe what can you do to change the way that you live the change change the way that you you speak change the way that you spend your money what can you do because the lord says blessed are those who wash their own robes see when the angels come at the end of the world and he's trying to separate between the wheat and the weed we cannot be looking like the weed we cannot you know feel and talk and behave like the weed and expect the treatments that that the wheat gets you know we always judge others by their actions while we judge ourselves by our motives we we say that i had the right heart but my action was wrong uh, and then we we judge others by their actions without you know checking what their motives were and when the angels come to harvest they are going to you know screen us inside out not just outside inside is going to matter not just inside outside is also going to matter not just our attitude not just our heart but the results the fruit that that heart produced out of the abundance of your heart what your mouth spoke and out of the abundance of your mouth what your mouth spoke what your life created what your life looked like everything is going to be evaluated and if you look like a weed i'm sorry you are going to be on the wrong side but if you look like the wheat the bible says blessed are those who wash their robes their own robes who make an intentional effort to wash themselves it says because they will be permitted to enter through the gates of the city 
and they will eat the fruit from the tree of life we did speak about this city and we did speak about the fruit of the tree of life the fruit of the tree of life was what adam and eve lost in the garden of eden and that's something that we will have access to once again a life that will continue to grow inside of us life that will become more and more alive every passing day the bible says that when we live our lives in such a way that we are willing to wash our robes we will partake of the fruit from the tree of life and we will get to enter into the gates of that city verse 15 it says outside the city are the dogs the sorcerers the sexually immoral the murderers the idol worshipers and all who love to live a lie so there is a clear distinction you know just like it says in matthew chapter 13 it says take the wheat into the barn but all the wheat you know throw it into the fiery furnace outside the barn so here is the distinction it says blessed are those who wash their robes because they're going to enter into the barn they're going to enter into the city uh, they're going to pass through the gates of the city and they're going to eat the fruit of the tree of life but there's going to be a second category of people who are going to be outside the bible in fact calls them the dogs the sorcerers the sexually immoral the murderers idol worshipers and all who love to live a lie all who love to live a lie you know we we may not see ourselves as sorcerers or or as sexually immoral or as murderers or idol worshipers but let me ask you this do we sometimes live a lie do we speak something but live in another way do we confess something but we believe something else in our hearts do we uh, you know proclaim that we are christians but in our heart of hearts we want to live a certain different lifestyle that is called living a lie and the bible says all those who live a lie will be found outside that city will be uh, thrown outside that city let me take you to the book of revelation chapter 3 and verse 15 onwards Jesus is speaking to a church we know the story Jesus is speaking to the church at Laodicea see it doesn't matter how we judge ourselves how we see ourselves we may see ourselves as perfect and justified and and okay in the way that we serve God we love God but it's very necessary for us to come to God and find out what he thinks about us what is the feedback that he will give about our lifestyle about our purity about our you know holiness about the way that we want to emulate the goodness and the kindness and the beauty of the character of Jesus Christ what kind of feedback will we get from Jesus himself let's read what he said about the church at laodicea he says in verse 15 i know all the things that you do that you are neither hot nor cold i wish that you were one or the other jesus telling them you guys you 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 are neither hot nor cold my hope my wish was that you were either cold or you were either hot but you are neither of them you lukewarm uh, verse 16 it says but since you are like lukewarm water neither hot nor cold 
I will spit you out of my mouth. See, this is Jesus' evaluation of them. You know, we may we may look at a church like this and say, wow, what a balanced church. They are not too cold, they are not too hot. What a balanced church, right? But Jesus says, wait, you guys are good for nothing. Jesus looks at them and says, I know all the things that you do. And I also know that you are striving to be neither cold nor hot. You're trying to be balanced. You're, you're trying to be loved by everybody, you know. You don't want to be so religious that you offend the, the world, nor do you want to be uh, so unreligious that you, that you look like you're no longer Christian. So you're, you're trying to maintain a fine balance. And Jesus says, no, you're good for nothing, church. You're living a lie. Because he says, now, because you've been living like that, I will spit you out of my mouth. Verse 17, it's, he says, you say that I am rich. I have everything that I want. I don't need a thing. And you don't realize that you are in fact wretched and miserable and poor and blind and naked. Look at this, okay? The church, the church is confessing this about themselves and he's saying, I'm rich. I have everything that I want. They may be saying this uh, spiritually. They may be saying this physically. They may be saying this in terms of their relationships, in terms of their businesses that they're doing. They may, they may be saying it in every aspect of their life that they don't need a thing. Now, when Jesus looks at the same church, Jesus looks at is is his feedback is that, hey, you're now wretched, you're miserable, you're poor, you're blind, and you're naked. I'm sorry if this uh, sounds like discouragement to some of us, but it's very necessary for us to evaluate why did Jesus say this about these guys? And how can this also apply to us even in our own lives? Will Jesus look at us and say, no, there were no robes on you when I came looking for you. You were naked. You were blind. You didn't wash your robes. You were not pure. You were not on fire. In fact, you were lukewarm. You lived a lie. You claimed to be rich, but I found you to be wretched and miserable and poor. And verse 18. So there is this advice that Jesus is giving them. So the advice is, I advise you to now buy gold from me, gold that has been purified by fire. Then you will be rich. Also, buy white garments from me so that you will not be shamed by your nakedness and ointment for your eyes so that you will be able to see. So three things that Jesus is asking them to buy from him. One, he's telling them, why don't you get gold from me gold that has been purified by fire then you will no longer be poor and wretched and miserable then you will be truly rich second he is telling them to buy white garments from me so that you will no longer be ashamed by your nakedness third he is saying you also need salve or ointment for your eyes so that you will now be able to see one more time. Now, this is Jesus who is speaking to the church, okay? 
this church has been there in the city for a few decades probably this is one of the churches that apostle paul planted in a- in the asia minor region and this church has been there for a few decades by the time apostle john is writing this letter this church has grown it has become rich and you know it's almost become self sufficient it has a lot of it has a lot of money and resources and influence and all of that and that's the church that jesus is writing to and he's telling them i don't find you spiritually rich i don't find you spiritually clothed i don't find you spiritually able to see i find you blind naked and poor so i want you to do a thing now i want you to in this season buy gold from me he's not telling them to go and you know figure out how to make gold on their own he's saying no 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 come to me i'm going to give you gold if you will come and spend time in my presence i am going to give you gold why don't you buy gold from me see jesus when he was on the earth he he gave us this beatitudes in in matthew chapter 5 and and he said blessed are the poor in spirit for theirs is the kingdom of heaven for theirs belongs the kingdom of heaven now belongs to them blessed are those that are poor in spirit so i believe that the best way for us to receive gold from jesus the gold that the lord wants to offer us is if we are going to come and admit how much we need him if we are going to admit how poor we are in our spirit see the more we grow in our spiritual stature the more we will understand how much more we need to grow the ones that don't have much growth are the ones that think that they have already arrived you know apostle paul he would say i know that i haven't arrived you know you know he he's been to the third heavens right and yet he's saying i haven't arrived yet i have not reached it i have not attained the goal yet i am still pressing on towards the upward calling i haven't arrived i'm i'm not going to boast about my revelations my my blessings my encounters no i need so much more from god and i hope that that is something we can imitate from apostle paul where we can admit that no matter what we have experienced till yesterday or till today we are hungry for more we need more gold we need more of you god we can never come to a place where we are stagnant in our hunger for god where we feel that we have all that it takes we have everything that we don't need anything that's the mistake that the church at laodicea did they made these statements that said i am rich I have everything that I want and I don't need a thing. May that never be heard on our lips where we feel so satisfied and content that our dependency on God will now take a hit. You know, when we go through life, sometimes we can get so experienced at doing church, so experienced at doing life, so experienced as a husband, as a father, as a businessman that normally naturally your experience can sometimes take over and you just know how to 
preach the right sermon you just know how to say the right thing and you just know how to be the right uh, on on the right behavior when it comes to being with your family being in front of your employees whatever areas you need to perform you just know how to naturally let your experience kick in but in this season we have to have an attitude that says i cannot do this without god's help lord if you don't show up at work today if if i don't depend on you for this business this new venture that i'm taking on if i if i am not experiencing your presence when i stand up there and preaching then all of this is in vain my greatest joy is in experiencing and is in receiving gold from you so jesus asking the church one more time will you come to me will you buy gold from me will you come with an attitude of poverty poverty of spirit and come and ask for it come and wait in my presence it's not freely available no you have to buy it which means you need to spend time which means there are efforts there is a price to pay for you to experience what i want to give you you'll need to pay that price at the feet of jesus so you can take back this gold i'm not talking just about the offerings that you put i'm talking about sacrifices that you would be willing to make to receive this gold jesus says come to me i'm going to give you gold i'm going to give you true spiritual riches what you think you have is not it there is more there is so much more the second thing that he tells them is you are naked you need clothing you need white garments so why don't you come to me and let me give you white garments so that you will be clothed and that you will not be ashamed by your nakedness today the lord is speaking to us and he is telling us come to me not just for spiritual wisdom not just for gold but also for a covering i know that there are areas of your life where there is sin where there is stains where there is nakedness where there is uncleanness and i want to cover those areas i want to release a fresh clothing over those areas why don't you come to me wait on me let me show my mercy to you you know just like david prayed lord hear my cry and have mercy on me i pray that in this season we will cry out for mercy you know in this season we can cry out for mercy over our sins we 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 cry out especially when we have a need you know when we have a need of a health issue or when we have the need of of clothes the white garments that we are not clothed in white will we be willing to cry out in the same way will we be willing to weep over our failures in our walk with god will we be willing to beg for help to overcome a particular sin to overcome a particular attitude to overcome a particular greed whatever it may be it can be an internal heart issue or it can be an external behavior issue can we cry can we depend on the mercy of god in this season and saying god i want to buy white garments now again i'm not talking about righteousness here 
See, the righteousness, you don't have to buy it. You don't have to pay a cost for righteousness. Jesus has already paid the price for your righteousness. Just by believing in him, you are made righteous. There's no doubt about that. And yet, if you have to live a lifestyle that reflects the glory, the majesty, the purity, the beauty and the character of Jesus, then there is a price to pay for that. See, you and I, we are the righteousness of Christ, irrespective of how we live here on earth. Even if we live disobedient lives, as long as we trust in the work of Jesus Christ, we are still the righteousness of God. That's what the scriptures tell us. And yet, that is not what Jesus is referring to here. He is not saying, buy righteousness from me, because we can never earn the righteousness of God. But we can depend on him for victory in our personal sin. We can depend on him for a breakthrough from our habits, from the things, patterns that we've been living in, habits that are like now part and parcel of our lives. We need to change that. And it will come at a cost. And it will come at the cost of us willing to buy white garments. When we are willing to take from the Lord in exchange for these dirty garments, when we come and give it to Him, it's normal for us to feel guilty and condemn ourselves and look down on ourselves the way that Adam and Eve did when they sinned and they were naked and they were feeling ashamed. It's normal for us to run and hide. But when we come into the presence of God, the Lord is so gracious that He will always and always cover us. He is willing to sacrifice a lamb so that you can be covered. My hope and my prayer is that in this season we will buy the white garments that the Lord wants to give us. The purity for which you need to pay a price for. The right living for which you need to pay a price for. May we be intentional to buy it from the Lord in this season. The third category that is mentioned in verse 18. The first is gold. The second is white garments. And the third category, it says, And buy ointment for your eyes so that you will be able to see. The three things that Jesus said about the church is that you are poor, you are naked, and you are blind. Now Jesus is offering solutions for all the three areas and he says, Come, buy gold from me. Second, get white garments from me. Third, buy ointment for your eyes, salve, medicine for your eyes so that you will be able to see one more time. Everything that is causing us to be blinded, everything that is causing us to become so familiar to the environment around us that we can't see what God wants to show us anymore. See, when we walk in darkness for a really long time, our eyes, it kind of gets adjusted to the darkness to the extent that we no longer feel that there is a need for light. We can see everything, we can navigate easily and we think that we can see. When we are in darkness, we may actually feel that this is normal until 
your eyes are opened to see what light truly is and i think that that's what a majority of the church is doing today we have become so comfortable with the blindness we have become so comfortable with our lack of awareness of the things of god and that we are used to it and we can still navigate around it we can still do ministry we can still go about living our lives as we want to and we think that all is well and we are like this church at laodicea that is saying everything is okay in my life i have all that i need i don't need a thing and when jesus looking at the church he says no you're blind you need ointment for your eyes in fact when jesus was talking to the pharisees of his days jesus told them you guys are blind and when he was teaching them you know these guys went to jesus and said are you serious are you calling us blind and jesus replied saying hey if you, if if you it, if you were blind then it was in a big problem the problem is that you guys claim that you can see you claim that everything is all right with you but you're actually blind that is the problem and jesus is telling us the same thing jesus is telling the church at laodicea you claim that you can see but in fact what you can see what you are able to see is darkness if the little light that we have is itself darkness can you imagine how great is the light that god wants to give us how great is the perspectives to which god wants to open our eyes to so jesus says now come to me i am going to give you the ointment if you will buy it from me i'm going to give you i'm going to sell the ointment to you this is also going to come at a price there are things that you will have to surrender there are things that you will have to give up there are those things that you will have to stop looking at so that you will get the ointment for your eyes so that every familiarity to this darkness will be removed from your life so that you will constantly gaze at true light and now you will begin to perceive everything around you in that light because of that light through that light see you understand that everything in your home begins to take the shape of how the light is structured if your light is of a particular color that color will now fall on everything that you see around you if it's blue in color you may feel that your whole room is blue whereas the problem is not with the room the problem is with the color of the light so if your vision of that light is you know filtered with a particular layer you know it's going to be very reduced the light gets to interpret everything that you see the more that you allow your eyes to gaze at the light of god the more you will be able to interpret your situations you will be able to interpret the world events you will be able to interpret the choices that you need to make the discernment that you need to make between the people and the the kind of stuff you need to do with your businesses everything you will have divine perspective you will have the light of god you will not be blinded anymore you will not be familiar to darkness anymore the lord is calling us and he's telling us will you buy gold from me will you buy 
white garments from me will you buy ointment for your eyes see the next verse it adds perspective so i'm going to add that verse 19 jesus says i correct and discipline everyone that i love so be diligent and turn from your indifference how merciful is the heart of god he is telling us the reason i am being so harsh with my words is so that you understand that this is discipline coming your way you've been postponing washing your robes for a really long time but i want you to wash your robes i want you to inherit the blessing of washing your robes i want you to enter into the gates of that city i want you to eat of the fruit of the tree of life and that is why i am disciplining you i'm correcting you because i love you and that's why i'm telling you you need to buy gold in this season you need to ask for white garments and you need to ask for ointment for your eyes you need to wash your robes in this season the lord is saying i correct and i discipline everyone that i love you and i we are the beloved of the lord we are the favored of the lord because the lord is correcting us we need to understand it's because he loves us it's because he cares for us it's because he wants us to evolve to change to be transformed to have a different outlook to life to have a different way of dressing he wants us to have true spiritual riches not be satisfied with the meaningless things that make us feel rich not be satisfied with the meaningless darkness that makes us feel like we can see not be satisfied with the stained clothing and thing that we have clean white garments on us no in this season we have to break out of their indifference and we have to understand what god has in store for us else else we will be with those guys that are outside the city those who love to live a lie i do know that that is not your story that is not my story you and i we are dedicating our season dedicating our days to buy gold to buy white garments to buy ointment you know the one thing that kept coming back to me when i was praying for tonight's service is that the lord wants us to buy this from him which means there is a price it is not going to be easy nobody is going to hand it down to you you have to be willing to spend time in his presence you have to be willing to yield to him to give up those things that are valuable to you so that you can receive the pearl of great price let me take you to the book of hebrews chapter 6 verse 9 to 12 dear friends even though we are talking this way we really don't believe it applies to you we are confident that you are meant for better things things that come with salvation you know paul in this letter in chapter 6 especially he is warning the church to whom he is writing he is telling them of all the consequences of sin and failure to obey god and then he says we are confident that you are made for better things you are meant for better things things that come with salvation things that accompany salvation verse 10 for god is not unjust 
he will not forget how hard you have worked for him and how you have shown your love to him by caring for other believers as you still do verse 11 our great desire is that you will keep on loving others as long as life lasts in order to make certain that what you hope for will come true verse 12 then you will not become spiritually dull and indifferent instead you will follow the example of those who are going to inherit god's promises because of their faith and endurance in this scripture is given a key to not become spiritually dull what was the problem with the church at laodicea they had become spiritually dull they had become lukewarm they had become too adjusted to their circumstances and their surroundings so in this scripture we find a key to overcome spiritual dullness and what is the key he says verse 10 god is not unjust he will not forget how hard you have worked for him first you worked for him and second you have shown your love to him by caring for other believers as you still do our great desire is that you will keep on loving others as long as life lasts in order to make certain that what you hope for will come true then you will not become spiritually dull and indifferent do you remember that in revelation chapter 3 Jesus is rebuking them for their indifference. Jesus is saying, "Hey, you become very indifferent. You've become too too ordinary. Now get out of this indifference, right? Come buy gold from me. Buy white garments from me. Buy ointment from me and let me help you." To add to it, Paul in the book of Hebrews, he's telling the church that he's writing to and he's telling them You need one more thing so that you don't become spiritually dull. You need a deep passionate love and care for other believers. Because if you have love for God but you don't have love for people, that can also make you spiritually dull. So he's telling them, "No, it's not enough that you just have love for God and you're spending time with God and you're buying gold and white garments and ointment for your eyes from God's presence now it is necessary that you will keep on loving others as long as life will last that will make certain that what you hope for will come true then you will not become spiritually dull and indifferent i feel that this ties up with the word that we have for this month where the lord has instructed us to pursue the unity of the spirit between each other the primary thing that brings disunity is selfishness when we love ourselves and our own needs and ambitions more than the other person in this season may that change about us may we love god so much that we are even willing to love his church other believers as long as life lasts that we will live a life of constant love for others it says that when you do that you are in fact making certain 
that what you hope for will come true we hope for better things right we pray for better things we pray for us to experience this greatness this glory that god has prepared for us but that is not going to happen till we lay down our lives to not just love god but also to love the people around us so go that extra mile do what you would never do before you know give like never before serve like never before love like never before have people over at your home and serve them those that even cannot repay you those that cannot give you back serve them take care of them do whatever it takes to adopt somebody else as part of your family and you will see the favor of god then you will not become spiritually dull and indifferent that is the key that apostle paul is giving us in hebrews he's saying it's not just enough that you pray it's not just enough that you you know talk to god and grow in your relationship with god it is also necessary that you now learn to love one another that you show your love by caring for other people and when you do that then you will not become spiritually dull or indifferent let me tie this back to what we started from revelation chapter 22 verse 14 jesus said blessed are those who wash their robes because they will enter into the gates of the city and they will eat of the fruit of the tree of life my prayer and my hope is that each and every one of us in this place will be those that are constantly praying crying working hard to wash our robes so that we can live like Jesus here on the earth we can talk like Jesus here on the earth we can serve and love and lead and do ministry everything like Jesus did here on the earth that everything that we do will represent the glory of Jesus that when we live in such a way it will become such a big irritant for the kingdom of darkness that will become a deterrent factor for the darkness to continue to spread in our communities in our neighborhood and that pursuit of holiness will drive us to spend time in the presence of god desiring for gold desiring for white garments desiring for ointment so that we will never become stunted in our growth we will never become stagnant in our relationship with god so that we never become familiar to the darkness that is surrounding us but instead we will go an extra mile to love the people around us to take care of them to serve them to maintain the unity of the spirit as we are instructed to because in doing so we will not become spiritually dull we will not become indifferent we will not be among those that are lukewarm caught in the middle just trying to maintain the balance of everything not too cold not too hot may the lord find us always to be on fire laying ourselves down as living sacrifices on the altar willing to go to any extent to please him to live for him if we can depend on the power of the holy spirit to live a life like that 
for the next one week for the rest of this year for the rest of this season we will see the victory we will see the breakthroughs we will see the hand of god the same favor that daniel experienced in babylon when he stood up for his principles you will experience it in your workplace you will experience it at your home you will experience it in your city your church your community the same elevation the same promotion when you stand up for god the bible is very clear he who honors me i will honor but he who despises me i will despise i thank god for a group of jesus loving god honoring spirit adoring christians that are on this stream i do believe that by the next week you will be elevated to the next level you will be promoted higher in the spiritual realm because of your willingness to submit and obey and commit your time to get gold to get white garments and to buy ointment for yourself let's pray together father we thank you for this word that has come to us we do believe that you are speaking to us every time that we yield ourselves to you you are speaking to us and tonight you are drawing our hearts after you so that we can wash our robes we can wash our lives so that we can wash our hearts and our minds everything that goes inside and outside we pray that in this season you would give us the grace to buy gold from you to buy clean garments from you to buy ointment and medicine from you lord in this season you will help us to love our fellow believers brothers and sisters and to lay down our lives for their sake so that we will no longer be dull so that we will no longer be indifferent so that we will no longer be stunted or stagnant in our growth that we will continue to grow in our calling we will continue to grow into the greatness that you have kept in store for us thank you holy spirit for speaking to us we yield ourselves to your word we believe that your word will not return void it will create the work with which for which it has been sent we give you all the praise in jesus mighty name we pray amen amen thank you so much friends for tuning in may the lord continue to bless you and bless your week ahead we will catch up again next time on sunday morning at 11 a.m. continue to keep your spirit stirred up and your spirit submitted to the word that has been spoken over us this season let's continue to tap into the mercy of god and we will see the answers that god is sending our way god bless you have a blessed and a beautiful day ahead or a good night ahead <laughs>